Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk about AEW Dynamite from last night, especially the segment between Taz and CM Punk. And we get a very interesting phone call that gets our ire right here on Busted Open. It's funny because, you know, that was the right time for Taz to have his own tagline shoved right back up his ass. And I think it worked. So before I go on about it, what did you think of the back and forth between Taz and Punk last night? I really liked it. And again, this is just me. So you can totally shoot me down because, you know, Taz extremely well. I don't. Um, They were they started off. They were they were starting off. And then and I forget the particular line. Uh, it was about I, I was like Punk saying, you know, don't ever don't ever interrupt me again. He says, don't ever interrupt me again. And it, I don't think it was necessarily Punk saying, don't ever interrupt me again. It was the reaction from the crowd, like the crowd popped when he said that. And you just see Taz's face and his demeanor completely changed. Like he was about to say something, the crowd popped for Punk, and then you just see anger in his face. Am I wrong or am I right? <laughs> Circle gets the square. Taz does not like to get one up, brother, by anybody at all. He, Punk got under his skin. It's actually kind of easy to get under Taz's skin. Maybe as time has gone on and he's got up there in years, as I have, and has matured, it's, it, it's a little less difficult. But yeah, but here's the good thing. Getting under Taz's skin is good because it brings out anger in Taz. And that was the beauty of last night between the both of them. Taz takes things a little personally. And Taz is one of the best guys on the microphone out there. If you don't believe me, go watch his shit from 97-98 ECW when he was the World Heavyweight Champion and the FTW Champion. 
the real FTW champion, not this bullshit that they're doing now with the FTW championship, which I'm sorry I don't bite into. Although I'm liking the things between Starks and Brian Cage more than I have liked yes. any of the FTW stuff before. Taz was real. Taz was authentic. Taz was really angry. He was really mad. He was really pissed off. And it came out as promos. Last night, that's what we got with Punk. Punk needs guys on the stick that are as good as him and can push him. Otherwise, Punk will eat you up quite quickly on a microphone. We saw Punk eat up Triple H. And best wishes to Triple H. Hope you're healing up, brother. Hope you're feeling better, brother. Hope you get over whatever you had done to you. Punk ate up Triple H on the mic. We've seen Punk eat up plenty of people on a microphone. So a guy like Taz is good for a guy like Punk. I loved it. It was short. It was sweet. It was simple. You know, Punk was just respectful enough to Taz. Taz had just enough animosity in his voice because he thought Punk was kind of laughing at him, getting the better of him, and then the people were on board with that. But the part I loved best was Taz hitting the line about the bullshit love fest. Because that's what we are in with AEW right now. This honeymoon bullshit love fest period. Now, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but everybody's in this, oh, yay, AEW can do no wrong. It's we truthful. love every, <laughs> We love it's everybody. Truthful. We love everything. And Taz is like, screw you and your bullshit love fest. I thought it was a great segment. I thought it really worked. Punk calling out everybody in Team Taz and saying, I'll, I'll wrestle any of them. Punk hitting the final line. Good little piece of business, kid. Yeah, and, and you're right. Punk needs that other Mike Mike'sman, whoever that is. And there's a few with AEW. Obviously, you know, they're going to build something at some point with MJF. They have to. That's going to be towards another major pay-per-view. We may have to wait a while for that to happen. And and Punk needs somebody on the microphone that's going to bring Punk's edge back. That same edge that he had in the WWE. Like, remember the promo with Punk uh, and Triple H and Johnny Ace in the ring where he just eviscerated them? And there's been plenty of times when Punk's been in the ring and he's really gotten the better of everybody. That's because Punk was pissed off and he was angry and he was going for the jugular. Punk's a little bit more laid back now. He, you know, he's got the world by the balls when it comes to pro wrestling. He's got all this goodwill, you know, behind him. Does he have that angst? You know, Punk back in his WWE days kind of reminded me of Taz back in his ECW days because of the anger. Punk's not that angry anymore. No. Now we got to find somebody. To make him get under his skin and make him angry. But a prick's a prick. And you can tell that Punk's got a a prickish guy. He he waits for his opportunity to kind of stick you a little bit. That's why the worst matchup you had in the WWE was Punk and Triple H. Because Triple H is so methodical with his promos and has a lot of dead air between sentences that Punk was able to squeeze these little jabs in between everything that Triple H was able to say. You saw a little of that last night with Punk and Taz. He gets that, he gets those jabs in. He gets those jabs in. Triple H left it wide open for him to get those jabs in, and he killed him with those jabs. So it's you, you listen. It's like what MJF said to 
Brian Pillman Jr. yesterday. Like, seriously, dude? You're going to step to me on the microphone? Are you nuts? And he's right. And MJ, and Punk is going to need that guy. He's going to need that Mike'sman. I I am very interested in these series of matches we're obviously going to see with Team Taz. I love what he said with T- when 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 Taz was like, "Hey, get these get my guys' names out of your mouth. Get I don't want to hear any of these members. Team Taz coming. He's like, "What are you talking about? I never. I asked the crowd, and they didn't even bring up your guys. Like that's a that's a nice little jab to Taz right there. It's like the your guys' names aren't even on the tips of the tongues of the people who watch this show on a weekly basis. That's a big dig right there. But you know what? Punk is going to make every one of those members of Team Taz a top guy just by being in the ring with them. They're all going to get the rub from being in the ring with Punk. And since none of them can hang on the microphone, Starks might do a decent job. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm willing to sit back and give Starks that chance because I think Starks is witty on the mic. But for any of them that can't hang, that's why Taz is there. And now you'll... Depending on the direction they go with this, you'll get to see the, you know, we all know that Taz is amazing on the microphone. He's a great announcer, called WrestleManias for a reason. He's an awesome promo guy. I've pointed out some of the things that I didn't like because he was putting himself in front of the talent or putting himself in the front of the segment. He was the star in the beginning. He's not supposed to be the star. He's the co-star to help get the younger star over. But I thought we saw him. We're going to see him in that light. Taz doing all the talking like a Bobby Heenan or any of the great managers who did the talking and stood behind the talent. And Taz can go head to head with Punk, and then we get the Starks or the, you know, or, or the Hobbs in the ring with the Punk. Like I want to see Hobbs beat the shit out of Punk. Yeah. You see, the beauty of Punk is, and w- when the time is right, somebody needs to hand Punk his fucking ass. Bad. You know, I we we talked about this before about the whole the crushing of the voice yep. box. You know, the voice of the voiceless will take away the voice. Of the voiceless. Destroy him. Crush his voice box. Take one chair, put it put it uh put it on his Adam's apple, and take another chair and drive that chair into his neck, crush his larynx. CM Punk cannot talk for three months or however long it is. And imagine what's gonna happen when he can say those first words. That's the kind of heat you go for. You take something away that's precious to the baby face. You take something away that's precious to the fans. And what's precious to the fans in CM Punk? The ability to communicate. That's why he was the voice of the voiceless. He spoke for everybody. Well, now you speak for nobody. It would be beautiful. And I I can buy into it now. If you would have told me the scenario. A couple of months ago, I've been like, are you kidding me? This isn't going to work. But I think it is going to work, Bully. And you mentioned Taz and how great he is on the microphone. He is. Ricky Stark has improved so much. My goodness. Bully, it was a year ago. We had him on Get Yourself Over Monday for crying out loud. Isn't that now crazy? <laughs> yeah, now look at him. And last night was a huge step forward in my eyes, Bully, for Powerhouse Hobbs. That was like the first match where I said, wow, this guy gets it. Like the way, the, the, his facial expressions, 
the way he looked at the crowd, the confidence that he had in that match last night. All stars aligned, I thought, for powerhouse Hobbs last night in the ring. Hobbs versus Dante went well. I got to tell you, when Dante hit the ropes and Hobbs hit him with that first Vader splash, I thought Dante was dead. Dude, (laughs) seriously. I was like, holy shit. I was looking at, I was watching the kid's eyes and I'm like, he might be out. Like he legitimately ran into a wall. He really (laughs) ran into a wall. Dude, I was like, holy shit, man. And, and Hobbs is starting to look a lot better. Not that he didn't look good on day one, but he's starting to tone up a little more. He's filling out that singlet better. That chest is looking more chiseled. He's starting to really come in, come into himself as looking as, at, as that big, bad mother trucker, you know, that we know he can be. Yeah, yeah, and it's just the confidence because you said it. Like, he didn't wrestle like a big man. You know, it's the same thing you always say about Brian Cage a lot. Last night was that time where I was like, he had some swagger the way he walked to the ring, the way he was standing there looking at Punk. Like, I was like, all right, wow. This is a a major improvement over what I've seen from him before. It takes time, Dave. It yeah. takes a lot of time. And the reason why it takes it's going to take more time for talents like a Will Hobbs is because they're not working 300 nights a year. They don't have the luxury that we had back in the day where we had show after show after show where you were forced to get better. And if you didn't get better, you got ran over or you got pushed to the bottom of the card or you got erased. So these guys and gals on like in any of these companies – the house show business is not up. There's not a ton of house shows going on out there. So you work sporadically. And since Russ sets in, sets in so quickly, you find yourself going out there, and it's like almost like the first five minutes of each match, you got to knock the rust off before you're finally starting to hit those gears. Back in the day, that didn't happen because you were working every night. You're like a machine. You were bumping machine. Uh, Hobbs is going to get it. Trust me, slow and steady wins the race. I think he's on the right track. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid, and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Include it with most subscriptions. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Come on, how much more smoke can I possibly blow up MJF's ass? It, it's, now it's just getting sickening. It's but it's so fucking good, oh. man. Like it's so good. And I will say this. And if you are following me on social media, you probably noticed it. After I heard that promo from MJF, I I took the phone, I fucking threw it. Because I did not want to see anything from social media. I didn't want to read any post about going over the line or come on. I don't want to because I gotta be. I gotta say this, okay? Whether it was Rowdy Roddy Piper at the Meadowlands to Salvatore Belomo or Bully Ray to the mutants in the audience in Dayton, Ohio, or MJF last night on Dynamite. I'm telling you, that is how you get people to boo you, to hate you, to throw shit at you, to get you angry. I actually was like, what a fucking asshole this guy is. Like, MJF, who has been on this show, MJF, who we've seen a million times on our TV, MJF, who Bully and I have talked about for a thousand hours on Busted Open, legitimately got me emotionally invested in what he was saying to the point that I wish I was in Cincinnati so I could take a swing at him. Because if he would have said that about my mother, if he would have said that about my aunt, things would have gotten physical. I don't care if he would have beat my ass. I would have made an attempt to go at his throat. Aha. If he would have said that, you would have made an attempt to go at him. Now, I agree with everything that you're saying about MJF. Because as I said, after All Out, the number one priority with MJF was to heat him back up. And they did it in one night. Actually, they didn't do shit. He did it in one night. He is back to where he was at the height of his heat before he tapped to Jericho. Remember my concern 
uh, this week was that the next time we see MJF, they're going to start chanting, you tapped out, you tapped out. And that's exactly what they started to chant. Well, after they stopped chanting, you tapped out, MJF took that microphone and shoved it up Cincinnati's ass. He got everybody with one mighty swipe of his lightsaber that he calls a microphone. He killed an entire crowd. He took Pillman's heart, his family's heart. But like you said, if you were Pillman, you would have went right after him. If, they, if, yes. if, if MJF said that about your wife, your mother, your family, you're going right after him. And that's where I think they missed a little bit with this. When Pillman, they were more in, they were, they, there was more intent with Pillman's verbiage than there was his physicality. Like, I don't think they ever stopped to really think. Like, after MJF says that, you know, some of that real bad stuff, I'm not sitting there and saying, don't you know where you are? You're in Cincinnati. You're in the jungle, baby. Who cares? He's insulting the hell out of you. Pillman should have come to that ring hotter than hell. After the methany joke, after the swallow thing, he should have went right after him. Yes, you ev- he got, eventually got there by saying you should have been aborted. Oh, by the way, on a side note, happy p- birthday, Brian Pillman Jr. today. I mean, they eventually got there with him double-legging MJF. But I'll be damned if he shouldn't have been there much quicker because that verbiage was heavy duty, man. You're, and th- and then when he did hit the ring, Wardlow's in front of him, and like he's like trying to get around Wardlow, and now he can't get around Wardlow. He's like, you know, the, he almost remind Pillman Jr. almost reminded me of um uh, of what's his name in, in Back to the Future. Uh, who is the the nerdy father? I, you know? I I don't know his name, but we'll just call him the nerdy father from Back to since, the Future. Since we have a nerdy producer, a nerdy producer, what was the name of the nerdy father in Back to the Future? Uh. Uh, oh, Papa McFly, because it was Marty okay, was yeah, the son. George, and yeah, George, George, George McFly. McFly. Pillman yes. remind me of George McFly when he's standing in front of Wardlow. It's almost like, hey, you, get your damn hands off of her. <laughs> like, hey. Hey, should I curse? Should I curse? So, yeah, yes, yes, curse, yes, curse. <laughs> hey, MJF, don't say those mean things about my family. If 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 that would have been you and Wardlow would have been standing in front of you, you would have took a swing at Wardlow. And that's what uh, Pillman should have done. He should have did something. There should have been more physicality there, or the physicality should have happened earlier. There should have been some separation. Don't get me wrong. I loved what I saw. I'm not here to say the segment. The segment was excellent, but the segment could have been even, it could have been super excellent with a little bit of the tightening of the screws. I I loved it. I loved it because of MJF. Like, my black heart was going pitter-patter last night when I heard what he was saying because that takes balls the size of Alderaan to, 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 to say those things, okay? 
and he's not afraid. He has no fear. He knows about the backlash he's going to get. He doesn't care. And that is what a great heel has to do. Not care, especially in 2021. Talking about a mother's meth problem. Talking about swallowing. And you should have been aborted. And Dave, I'm laughing my ass off during this whole promo because it's almost like I can hear the AEW fan base. They're all like, oh my God, I can't believe MJF would say that. I'm so offended. Do I sound like Gilbert Gottfried this morning? I'm so offended, (laughs) right? But nobody wants to pick up their, their, their Twitter machines and say anything because, you know, we have to protect AEW. We can't say anything mean about them because we love them so much. Ma, get me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No so crust. It's, no crust. <laughs> so everybody's so offended. What are you freaking offended by? It's sports entertainment. Yeah, but bully, this goes back to, and some of what you're saying is true as far as like, I ain't going to say shit on social media because I love this fucking company and I'm not going to talk bad about it. Like there is a wave going on right now, man. Like, you know, I don't really buy into the the wave of momentum at times, um, but there is. And, And like my phone blew up yesterday after that promo the the whole week like i i, I mentioned this to, to tony khan yesterday when we had tony khan on bully like my brother want my brother my brother don wants to go to to the show in newark next week for aew my brother has not gone to a pro wrestling show since july 15th 1984 july 15th 1984 and I have him calling me saying, hey, I, I want to check this show out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I have people calling me. My buddy Justin, who hasn't watched wrestling in 20 years, is like, I tr- he's told me periodically throughout the years, I've tried to watch Raw. I, I just can't. It's just not. He's now, in, he's been watching AEW. I haven't felt this way about a company in... It really is. It's like ECW. It's like getting fucking hammered at the bar, going back and watching ECW. I haven't felt that way since then, Bully. Like, I can't tell you the excitement I had after that show last night. Now, was it because the show was this amazing show that, like, oh, my God, that was fantastic. I can't wait to talk about it with Bully. No, it wasn't that type of show. But shit happened on that show that I haven't felt in 25 years, if that makes any sense. A very fun two-hour show, a good pro wrestling show, yada, yada. Real easy on the eyes, real easy on the ears. Good matches, lots of run-ins, but I don't have a problem with the run-ins as long as they make sense and it's exciting. Were there a couple of things I would have done differently? Absolutely. Like I just talked about with the Pillman and MJF stuff, but at the end of the day... Home run. 
Hey everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy Fast Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Funbuns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. Get that first place medal is what you're after. We've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge. Inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Hello, Dave. How are you? Good. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I just want to say I've been a hardcore Dudley's fan since 1995. That's Followed nice. them all the way through. Oh, yes. And I met Bully Ray in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And they've always used tables. Why are you giving Kenny and Christian such a hard time? For all out, when you guys use tables all the time, it had nothing to do with telling a story. You did a 3D through a table. How many times in your career, bully? And why are you making trouble with all the good things going on in wrestling? Uh, what am I making trouble with? What Kenny and um, Kenny and Christian using a table? What mileage did it get them in the match? What did it mean in that credible World Heavyweight Championship match? Because you guys use tables all the forget time. About, for forget about me. Forget about what we did. We use tables uh, in tables matches. So tell me what mileage. No, you're wrong, tell me what, You're wrong. No, tell, it wasn't tell, always a tables match. Tell me what mileage those tables got out of a credible world heavyweight championship singles match. It's not their gimmick. The tables is not their gimmick. So what did they need the tables for? It brought eyes to the ring. It brought everyone to their feet when they saw the table being set up. Just so like you Kenny, guys did so Kenny Omega and Christian need to use tables to bring eyes to the ring? The number one wrestler and the guy that's on the cover of Pro Wrestling Illustrated needs a table, something that is not his gimmick, to bring eyes to the ring? Christian, a master of they, psychology, one of the best that, that I've ever been in the ring with, needs a table to bring eyes to the ring? 
they use it as an enhancement to enhance the match. They don't need enhancement. They don't need gimmicks to enhance them. All they need is their ability with their professional wrestling skills. I said that I really enjoyed Dudley's fan. I don't give a shit what you are. I don't give a uh, fuck if you're a, a hardcore. You no, I don't. Bully, no, better. I don't. No, I don't. You're no, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's Bubba Ray Dudley fans. or Bully Ray. Pick one or the other. I am on this show to call Neither it one of like you guys I or see it. Your fans. That's, that, that's great, and I understand that I have a great relationship with my fan base, but you don't have to preface it. You don't have to jerk me off with how big of a fan you are of me to make this assessment, okay? I'm telling you, as a, as a person with an opinion in the wrestling business, that I thought the use of those tables got them no mileage. I probably spent 30 to 45 seconds if explaining if that explaining that, and then I spent probably another three to five minutes putting the match over, putting Kenny over, putting Christian over, putting the whole show over. But close-minded fans like you harp on a tiny little uh, critique or that I will say, and you blow it out of proportion like you are doing now. I stick by what I said. Kenny Omega, one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. Christian, one of the masters of psychology, don't need to pull out two tables which become inconsequential in their match. Good day, sir. Well, I, I want to say one in, thing to Bay. Bay, 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 Bay. I said good day, sir. I said good day. I said good day, sir. Babe, babe, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question, babe? Certainly, Dave. Okay. All right. This is what I don't understand. All right. So on Tuesday, Bully and I were talking about All Out. Bully put All Out over to the moon, as he should have. It was an amazing show. Now, I'm not talking about my opinion. I'm talking about Bully's opinion here, not mine. Bully loved the show. Bully thought the show was great. Bully really liked the match between Christian and Kenny Omega, which set up the return that got over to the moon, that had everybody talking and everybody in the arena going absolutely apeshit for. He really liked the match between Kenny and Christian. Let me say that again. He had one small critique, which, as Bully said, and as a matter of fact, Bully asked my opinion about, and I agreed, that you didn't need to necessarily have that table. Bully then said, I didn't think you needed it. Christian's a master in the ring. Kenny Omega's the number one wrestler out there right now. They're telling a story. They didn't. It didn't have any significance in the match. And, and that's what he said. He goes, you know what? And he actually followed up. That's my small critique about it. I wouldn't have used the table. But other than that, the match was phenomenal. Why did you feel the need to call, to wait on hold for an hour, to to bring up to Bully a small little critique about a match that he really liked on a show that he loved? Why did you find it necessary to to bring attention to a small critique that Bully had about that match? Dave LaGreca, this is your show. Just let me know when I could have a brief moment to say something about that. I'm, I just asked you a question. 
Okay, my answer is this. But why do we have to listen to Bully Ray criticize poor Kenny and Christian for doing the same thing he did for upwards of 10 years, using more tables than anybody in the history of mankind? Babe, babe. And and then now I'm going to have to let you go because now you're completely missing the point and you're just trying to get yourself over and everything else. First of all, Bully's on this show to give his honest critique of a match. Not to give what you want to hear, but how he feels being a Hall of Fame wrestler. Now, in his career, did he use tables? Did people chant for tables? Did the fans... So, to go back to what you're saying, what the fans wanted, he delivered. He had a small critique about a match, but you had to bring up a small critique of a match that he, you're bringing attention to a small critique that Bully had about a match. Is are the fans watching Kenny Omega and Christian looking at that match the same way that they looked at a Dudley's match back in the 90s? Really, babe? Seriously? This is the problem I have with wrestling fans in 2021. Instead of looking at the big picture, you're looking at the small minutia. This is like Siskel and Ebert back in the day putting over back to the future to the moon. But a one critique about a particular scene in the movie, that's what you want to talk about? Don't put over the fact that they love the fucking movie, but they didn't love the movie the way that you love the movie. That's where it comes down to. You want Bully to like the match the way that you like the match. But you're not the host of the fucking show. You pay for the subscription, you listen, but you're not a host. That's why. Last night, Malachi Black and Dustin Rhodes opened up the show with a hot match. And Malachi puts Dustin through a table on the outside. And I loved it. Because it was the heat spot. It was the gear change in the match. And Dustin sold the table accordingly. It kept Dustin down and it allowed Malachi to get heat on him. That was an appropriate use of a table bump that made sense and got the match mileage if Kenny Omega and Christian who were in the main event at All Out were having a no DQ match Falls Count Anywhere match some kind of a gimmick match and they decided to bring out a table okay I get it it's a bell and a whistle but when you are having a world championship match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and you are as accomplished good Great, as Kenny and Christian are, there is no need to pull out even one gimmick. And it's not like they used a table in a way where it made a difference in a match. It was so inconsequential. It came and it went and it wasn't memorable. And not much of the match is actually memorable because of the aftermath. When you have somebody like Adam Cole debuting, and then right behind that, Brian Danielson debuting, that's what people are going to remember because it's the last thing they see. 
the match becomes inconsequential, and now you use gimmicks for absolutely no good reason. They could have substituted those tables with two clotheslines, and nobody would have known the difference. Fine. I mean, what you're saying makes 100% sense. I agree with it. It's the credibility of the match, yada, yada. That's not why I'm pissed. I, I hate this fucking narrative. Like, I got to think and agree with everything that you say. I can't have my own opinion. I can't tell you how I feel about a match. Who are you to say that? I don't give a shit if my opinion is wrong. If 90,000 people disagree with my opinion, that's my opinion. Bully's not entitled to have his own opinion. That's that's what you get out of every fucking thing that we said over Monday and Tuesday about All Out. That you, you are such a fool that you felt the need. I got to pick up the phone. I, I have to take the effort. It's probably effort for you to pick up the fucking phone, dial it, and call, and wait on hold for an hour. To argue with Bully about one insignificant 30-second comment he made about a match that he liked. Are you you kidding me right now? Who gives a shit? You both liked it. You both loved the show. You liked the table spot? Bully didn't understand it. So what? And you're angry at the fact that Bully didn't see the need for it? He's giving you his opinion. Now, if you want to disagree, if you came on, if you came on and called in and you said, Bully, you know what? I heard what you said about the table spot in the match. I liked it. Here's why. Okay. Bully would say, I don't like it. I didn't agree with it. Here's why I disagree with it. You come on, you say, this is why I liked it and it and, and it was good. Fine. We agree to disagree. Let's move on. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.